0: This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast.
1: 75 to run, half cabin with the lead. He's got plenty in the tank here. And in fact, he's stretching away that last bit. Half cabin a length and a half. Look, I think he's opened up a bit short. He is the one to beat, and I can see there's not a ton of speed in the smaller field. So it comes over from barrier Eight, probably sits outside the leader. This week...
0: Neil Evans says...
1: VC was very impressive. Different ball game here and has to give four kilos to my top selection. So I think it's under the odds.
0: Hellish on the outside and VC get up to Tom Kitt and VC has taken the lead. At the 100 and the capitalist cult burst clear. Yes, hello and welcome to the Neil Evans Says podcast. Great to have your company wherever you're listening to us across Australia. Neil is standing by to give us his tips for... Two big races this Saturday the Group 3 Eskimo Prince Stakes at Ramwick and the Group 3 Chairman Stakes at Sandown. Great to have you with us, Neil. Last Saturday in the Expressway, Maria Mia was superb. Golden Mile looks solid. You did say it needed probably one more run. Yep. But there was a problem with your tip, Forbidden Love. Tell us what happened there.
1: Yes, there was some. See, hello to everyone. Hello to you. Yes, uh, just one of those days where no luck whatsoever for all sorts of different reasons. And you mentioned Forbidden Love, uh, who was uh, bailed away on the fence behind a 70-to-1 shot that came back in, in her lap uh, and she was held up badly. That that wasn't good to watch to start with. But post-race, she flattened out pretty pretty quickly after that over the last furlong and you could tell something wasn't right. Post-race, the vets examined... They had a good look and the Friedman stable then put out a statement not long after saying that Forbidden Love will be retired, which is a massive shame given she's a triple group one winner, succumbed to an injury, or to an injury suffered during the run. She will get over that, of course, but certainly uh, career threatening enough for the stable and connections to call a halt on Forbidden Love. So very sad to hear that for a, uh, for a really good mare who came along very quickly
0: Amazing horse. I mean, Group One level um, has amassed 2.2 million in career earnings. Yep of course, uh, went on to win the George Ryder Stakes, defeating Colette. So one of the great horses. Um, they tell me that if you had backed Forbidden Love throughout its career, you would have achieved a 103% return on investment. So there you go. <laughs> there
1: you go. That's not bad. Not quite the percentage if you're stuck from stuck on Winks or 33 in a row <laughs> and just kept piling that on bit by bit by bit. But, uh, yeah, she had a good strike rate. Right? But that's just one of those awfully unlucky things that can happen in racing
0: okay let's go to ramwick first up the track is a good for the rail out eight meters at the 1600 the weather is looking hot and dry again for race day we've had some spectacular weather here in sydney over the last week and it's race eight the group three eskimo prince stakes over 1200 meters a super sprint for the three-year-olds chasing two hundred thousand dollars in prize money now neil last year converge came third it -hmm. went on to win the ramwick guineas two starts later And last year's winner, Paul Laley, had a pretty good season, finishing off in November with a Group 1 win in Perth, taking out the $1.5 million Winterbottom Stakes. So some pretty good form coming out of this race.
1: Yes, indeed, Sumsy. Look, this is a real benchmark, real platform sort of race heading towards the autumn for the three-year-olds, the Eskimo Prince. Run at set weights and penalties, open for fillies against the uh, the Colts and Geldings. And uh, as you say, yeah, real good, strong history, stepping stone into bigger races. Uh, and will be a real battle of tactics. Only nine running in this one. So once they get to the half mile from the 1,200 metre mark, particularly with that rail out, becomes a real tactical battle of acceleration, tactics, that sort of thing. So looking forward to, to the SQMA Prince for sure.
0: What about Aft Cabin? It's the favourite at the moment?
1: Yeah, it is the favourite. And it's a very, very highly talented horse, this, uh, this Colt by a stern. Uh, never finished further back than second in four starts. And ever since it bolted in its maiden at Sandown back in uh, in the winter, by six lengths under a hole, I remember watching that race, was then placed in the Group 3 1,200 metres, stepped back up to 14 in the Caulfield Guineas prelude at Group 3 level, uh, sat up near the top and just bolted in. We know Af Cabin's a really good 1,400 meter, 1,600 metre horse with so much more to give. Look, I think he's opened up a bit short. He is the one to beat, and I can see there's not a tonne of speed in the smaller field. So it comes over from barrier eight, probably sits outside the leader, and uh, given any sort of decent softish run will be very hard to beat. But
0: i tell you what, at $2, that is very short.
1: I would mark it about a $2.50 favourite for sure. It is the one to beat. It has a ton of class uh, and will be aimed at much bigger races. But uh, at the moment, right now, Sumsy, you can leave me out of even money.
0: Okay, you uh, like number five. Tell us I, about Ossipenko.
1: I do like Ossipanko. Three-year-old conk by Piero. Of course, we know about Piero. This is a horse. Look, I concede Might not be... Overly suited in the small field and the, and the conditions of this race, but it's a big, big finishing colt who can hit the line. It's had two quiet trials. When I say quiet trials, a couple of lengths back uh, from the winner at Rosehill and Randwick and settles back on the inside. The big query, of course, whether it gets enough speed to finish over the top, but it hasn't started since a massive run in the Group 1 Caulfield Guineas back in early October when it came from near last uh, and ran Golden Mile to a half length. Big, big engine. And I just hope they roll along at a decent speed. But certainly around that sort of early $8 mark, I'm prepared to take it each way all day here. Number five, Osipenko, as I say, just needs to get out from cover and just get a decent look at him from the three 350 metres uh, and he'll be hitting the line big
0: time. What about second and third?
1: Yeah, I'm going to leave Af Cabin in for second. You have to on class alone. Like- and it's, as I say, entitled to be favourite, but a bit tight for me. The other one who will probably lead, we go down to number eight, Zoo Tiger from the O'Shea Camp. Trained on the track, a colt by Zoostar, it returns off two trials as well. It'll come over from the wider gate and probably take the lead with Af Cabin sitting outside. So here's my theory: the two might just have a little eyeball at each other and set it up from something coming from behind, which I think will be Osapenko. So certainly put Zoo Tiger in for third. They're the two in the market: Af Cabin and Zoo Tiger. Uh, behind the each-way selection to, uh, to run second and
0: third. Race eight at Ramwick, and Neil's tips are number five, number three, and number eight. And uh, look, uh, the way to play that, I'm, I'm going to go for a Quinella in there, uh, Neil. I'm going to put Aft Cabin in two Quinellas with the other two around them. So there you yes.
1: go. Oh, look, I, I'll be boxing the three of them and just hoping I'll get the right one on top. I think they're the first three over the line for sure.
0: Okay, off to Sandown. The track is good for there as well. The rail is out three metres. There could be a morning shower in Melbourne. Gee, that's a surprise. Uh, Otherwise cloudy, breezy and a top around 22. It is race two. The Group 3 $200,000 chairman Stakes. set weights and penalties for two-year-olds. And Neil, a terrific opportunity for some of the youngsters to show their worth with, I guess, the hope of running in the $2 million blue diamond stakes later in the month. How do you see the chairman stakes unfolding?
1: That's what it's all about, Sumzy. this uh, stepping stone for the two-year-olds that set weights. And just quickly, mate, I won't be bagging Melbourne weather. Not after what I've seen in Sydney for the last 12 months. Um, and you could probably throw in all of Australia. Fair thinking, the East Coast, swamped.
0: Anyway. We have been swamped, but uh, look, I tell you what, I I have found 20 minutes to sit by the pool at least every day this week. In the speedos as well, Neil. Absolutely, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're an absolute Adonis
1: around the pool. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But we're looking for an Adonis in the two-year-old race, uh, again, it's dominated by a couple uh, of fancies in the market, two and three, VC and Sarasana, particularly VC, who was a dominant winner at Flemington on Gen 14, exploded home down the straight. We're back round a bend. Now, there's a horse here, Sumsy number seven, extremely wicked, a two year old filly by Zoo Star. I think the market is severely underrated. It comes off a run about five weeks ago at Mooney Valley. Last day of the year, it led. Over 1,000 at the valley and was just collared late by a horse called Croatian Bell, uh, who then ran very well. In fact, it went up north to the Magic Million. So the form line for me is good. We're round a bend here where I think there'll be a little on-speed advantage early. And I think, again, at the big value, this is a Mornington-based filly at the big value, probably $7, $8 mark. I think both ways, number seven, extremely wicked, is a very good bet.
0: Yep, it's paying $10 with the tab at like the, the moment. $10, and...
1: it's massive for me. I, look, it's, it's a couple of points behind those top two for sure on face value. But for me, this is a $5 shot going around at $10.
0: Okay. And VC, the favourite is $2.60.
1: Very impressive down the Flemington Strait, this Cranbourne Colt by Capitalist. And i tell you what, the Capitalist stock uh, are just looming everywhere. In juvenile races, of course, that's uh, the 2016 Golden Slipper winner, Capitalist VC was very impressive. Different ball game here, and has to give four kilos to my top selection. So I think it's under the odds, but certainly again, a bit similar to Sydney. It's entitled to run favourite, but I'll leave it in for second because it has a big closing engine. And and Sarah Sana was another one who won on debut, only had the one start, one win at the Sandown Hillside track. That was uh, what seven weeks ago. So reloading off that off a bit of a break, but uh, this is a, a pretty high-class schnitzel filly as well, number three, Sarasana. So at the big value, extremely wicked, mate, to cause the upset and leaving in for second and third, two VC and three Sarasana.
0: Yeah, Sarah Sana are uh, paying $2.80 as well, so that's pretty short. So there you go. Neil's tips are for race two at Sandown 7, 2 and 3. And we've got a big night of racing at Ramwick uh, for Friday night. Yes, uh,
1: double whammy over the two days at, at Ramwick, of course. We are on the Kensington track Friday afternoon. This is a mid-afternoon start, a twilight meeting. Uh, The first is at 3.20. They're racing at the Valley in Melbourne tonight. So massive amount of Metro action around over the next uh, 24 hours. Uh, But just to give those dinner time Friday punters a lift, I'm going to tip in the final race. This is at 7pm, race seven, number three, Narito. Uh, for the Chris Waller James McDonald combination. Just slipping back to 1,000 meters and third up. I think this is a third up horse, and I do like Naruto over the 1,000, more so than 11 or 1200 meters. It's a, a very winnable benchmark 72 for this sprinter, uh, and I think you can back it with confidence. And on the Kenzo track, race seven, number three, Naruto.
0: Okay, and everyone seems to think the same because it is the favourite at $2.30, so there you yes, go. Yes,
1: it has, has firm probably from about two eighty open. So open, uh, and it might continue. So don't muck around, get on quickly.
0: This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. You can follow Neil on Twitter and get more racing info and tips for Ramwick and Sandown. Neil's Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mail. You can also read Neil's weekly racing preview in The Sportsman, Australia's most authoritative racing journal, thesportsman.com.au. And we release the podcast every Friday. Look out for us on Spotify, Google, and iHeartRadio. Don't forget to share us. Great job again from you, Neil. Thank you very much for all of those great tips. And before you go, we have some breaking news that's come out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, a horse racing club in the UK is doing away with decades of tradition, announcing a dramatic change to its controversial dress code. News.com.au is reporting that the jockey club in the UK has announced that punters can now wear what they want at any of their 15 race courses, uh, except for Royal Ascot, and they can't wear what they want into the Queen Elizabeth two Stand on Epson. Derby Day, but they're saying offensive dress or offensive clothing of any kind is out. So I guess uh, you can't get dressed up as uh, Boris Johnson. That, that's yeah. off the cards. And they're also saying that, um, you know, the old tweed jacket, You don't have to Mm -hmm. wear that anymore. You can just wear whatever you feel most comfortable and confident in. I thought you'd be disappointed in that because you own a tweed jacket, don't you? I
1: do (laughs) not own a tweed jacket. I own some ordinary jackets, but tweed is not one of them. At the risk of being an absolute traditionalist, I've seen this tried before. I've seen it tried in Sydney. I've seen it tried around Australia. And what happens is it turns into an absolute farce very quickly. (laughs) Because you get the traditionalists who just absolutely blow up. And so we can't have people walking around the members with board shorts and singlets and tattered thongs and that sort of thing, blah, 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 which I tend to agree with. I mean, you know, no one cares. No one cares. There's members, there's public sections. They get closer and closer as time goes on, and everyone has a good time. I tell you what, this will be a disaster, and the POMs are good at finding a disaster. (laughs) Seriously, on the racetracks over there, they are clueless. Don't get me wrong. The quality of galloper, the quality of rider, and particularly the quality of trainer is very good. But when it comes to an administrative on the racetrack, absolutely couldn't organise a two-man queue. This will be a disaster. You cannot say to someone, wear whatever you want wear whatever you want. This is 2023. They wear unbelievable things now and they don't give a rat's you-know-what and then say, but we don't want anything offensive. Dumb idea, can it now.
0: Now listen, I I didn't expect you to blow up like a second-hand lawnmower. I mean, that's one of your bets. You've gone off.
1: Just getting warmed up, Sumsey. This stuff blows my mind. One, because it's completely and utterly pointless. There's too many diverse societies now. It's hard enough managing the idiots now as it is. And then give them an invite and say, wear what you like. But then tap them on the shoulder and say, you can't wear that. That's too offensive. We're going to draw the line here. Absurd. Get rid of them. You're all idiots. And the Poms are famous for it.
0: Well, I'm sorry I mentioned it. I'll tell you what, I'll lend you my tweed jacket. I've got a suede one as well.
1: Leave me out of the tweed. My days of tweed and fox hunting and sitting on those little uh, rugby union style stools they put in the ground, which gets wedged up your clacker. Leave me out of all of that.